Hey, you all. Before we get into part one of this week's podcast, I wanted to let you all know that we are now on Patreon.com, which is a wonderful little site where you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. A special thank you to Terry and our first official Patreon patron, Trisha. As patrons, they get early access to our episodes and my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, you can visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. And the link is also in the show notes. Thanks so much, Trisha and Terry. Now let's get to it. There is no connection in either of these three outfits. You seem to like the not matching fabrics, but I think it's gone to recipe of disaster. All you lovely listeners, welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway, and now growing an allegiance to the Tower of Bezos that is making the cut, aka Heidi Klum's new torture chamber. I am Ernest, and I'm Nayland. Yes, Nayland, again, so wonderful to talk to you in podcast form. <laughs> yes, <laughs> from the yes. center of some ongoing chaos. Um, so just so wonderful. Yeah, so we are uh, we are following the legendary Project Runway born duo that is Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum into this new land of making the cut mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazon Prime. And um, I've gotten some insider views from Patricia and then we will get some from you, Nalan, as well. But before we get started, I'd like to remind our listeners, we do have a cheat sheet for this. It's another mega version because Amazon keeps doing this thing where they drop two episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. So we can have this little mini binge, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, you can find that link to our cheat sheet in our show notes on our Facebook page. Speaking of Facebook, join us on social mediums at facebook.com forward slash the workroom and on Instagram at the workroom podcast. So also please keep sending us all of your questions and gossip at in the workroom at gmail.com. That's I N T H E workroom at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to shout out a couple of listeners as we go through, cause uh, we've been getting some really great things. So Nalen, do you like this show? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I I I loved listening to um, you and Patricia um, uh, go over your thoughts mm-hmm. at last, you know, for the last two episodes. And I will say that I'm I'm very glad that I didn't have to wade through my feelings about Martha <laughs> because. Uh, because like going through the first two episodes, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, if I have to like live with this, mm. I'm not going to make it through the, whatever the season is of this show. If this person is around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm also very glad that she's no longer there, especially with the turn that the show took, but also yes. just, I think she flashed stunt cast, stunt cast, stunt cast, but, um, in in a way, but also just that, um, uh, you know, she is firmly in the demographic of um, of what's her name that I had so much trouble with um, uh, last season. 
Um, Ashley so-and-so. Uh, you mean Brittany? <laughs> well, no, Brittany, no, the person, the the pattern designer. Oh, Ash, oh, you do mean Ash, okay, yeah, because I, I mean, I also, I mix them up. Yeah. Ashley Longshore. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's like, it's like if Martha, Martha's version of success would be that she would be like Ashley. Yeah. Like super fun. And it's all about my, it's like my girl goes out and she has like a really good time mm. and it's really fun. And she gets out and she's got, and she goes crazy. She's got like sparkles everywhere. Yeah. Cause always gotta have a sparkle, you know, sparkle, the fabric. You know? does and the I work. found these, I found these really fun fabrics. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to do the right thing by them so I could pin them together you know, just wrap them you around. Know, you know, it's, it is, um, it's, it's this kind of very American idea that you're, what you're doing in, by having a clothing line is selling a kind of positivity plastered over really bland design that is the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So, that's my that's my capsule take on Martha. I'm glad I don't I didn't have to do any others. To go back to your original question, do I like this show? Mm, I think it's a really interesting hybrid, right? Because yeah. these shows became successful to the extent that they could move product placement. Mm. That they were that that the reason why Project Runway continues is because it is um, a, a great source of backdoor advertising mm -hmm. um, uh, for whatever brands associate themselves with it. Yeah. And and it is I agree with Patricia that this show is. Amazon's attempt to not only sort of like capture a successful um, reality show, but also to do what it has done in other um, other industries, which is to make itself um, supposedly cut out the middleman mm -hmm. by making itself the middleman. Yeah, and so there the idea that you move directly from um, seeing something on on this show to being able to click on it uh, and buy it on Amazon um, is, uh, you know, of a piece with everything else that they've done. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know again it's 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 like they're very transparent in their ambitions yeah yeah it's which is fine but it's it is what they are about and they've been they're they're um i don't think that they will ever be able to do this to scale in the way that they've done it with like um, Amazon favorites and in the like they're uh, the way that they've subtly taken over um, a large portion of the electronics market with yeah. their own branded yes I don't think that they will ever get there this is not about getting to that hmm. 
but it is about their knowledge that the more times you click on Amazon in the course of a day, for whatever reason, the more likely you are to buy something additional. Yeah. Like to get set, like to to pick something else up on the side. Yeah. So. Um. I mean, I, I just wish I knew the exact marketing term for that because there is there is something for that. And one of the things I did was um, I went on to the store because mm-hmm. I'm fascinated, fascinated by how they're actually pricing these garments because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've, they've done these flash sales on Project Runway and you go to buy them. And I think they're appropriately priced where they'll have someone who made a pair of pants and those pants will go for $200 as <laughs> they're right. very well-made pants, um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. apparently, but on Amazon, I don't think I'd, I had seen anything over $50, which was shocking to me. And so, right. um, the, the, the garments have been selling out a lot more quickly. And I actually left a comment on someone's review because I, mm-hmm. I just asked her, I'm like, how much was this dress? <laughs> Can you yeah. just tell me how much it was? And, and there was someone also in the comments who, have you know a, a a viewer who was like you know this is just a long drawn out commercial and they just want to move product and I'm like yeah if you go to mm-hmm. the making the cut store you can buy house of harlow things you can buy altuzara things you can buy all these other kind of like they, they sell vibes so with all the winners right every winner gets their winning garment made through amazon um and people were complaining because they're selling out very quickly so it's like whoa do you are you making enough of this and is it really about the garment or is it about the stuff around it because there are all these accessories like well if you couldn't get the dress then here's the same kind of vibe not by the designer but some by someone else who's on amazon yeah yeah so once again it's like amazon is never about celebrating the achievement of anybody except amazon yeah you know it's it's ultimately um yes they're going to give one of these designers a million dollars um but um you know uh what that's going to mean in the long run um it's it's a little investment for them right so go ahead no i was just gonna say so it is like a really weird beast and then and then i think that there's like two other things that are kind of going on um one is that they're banking on tim and heidi's identity as like a a tv couple Mm -hmm. and and then also they're trying to cast I think they're casting designers really as people who are amiable um but um but but not um uh you know too uh you know cartoonish <laughs> or too much yeah, like a too, cartoonish is exactly the right word. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I would say the cartoons are right now are Tim and Heidi. <laughs> just yeah, just thinking yeah, yeah. Of, well, thinking of um, so you know, shout out to Alicia who sent her preliminary thoughts to us through uh, Gmail. But mm-hmm. one of the things that she said is something that I said in the last 
episode where I'm like, I'm I'm okay with these interstitials of Tim and Heidi. Can we stop doing those? Um, because in terms of that duo, they really are. It, you know, it's a because it, the, the way that the production is is this um, slick documentary style. Um, mm-hmm. And then with these cuts of commercials with Tim and Heidi on these fake dates <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and um, it really is. So there was an actual caricature in the, in episode three where right. they walked to a cartoonist and they mm-hmm. actually drew a cartoon of them. Like, yeah, you guys are mm-hmm. very, very much our entertainment or our kind of like our, our court jesters in all of this. And right. I think that's also why I want them to stop it because I mean, the you know, in in the I think the the tutorial of fencing was the most adorable thing, and I would like more things like that because it's generally something that Tim we know Tim for, and it's a very Tim thing. But this fake strolling and like, oh my god, we're going to the Moulin Rouge, like, oh look at me, like, and then Tim mm-hmm. just like loving and adoring Heidi to a point where it makes me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just uh, yeah. It's, well, I would yeah. think he must have genuine affection for her at this point, but I do mm-hmm. also feel like she, I now I start to feel that all of that kooky stuff really is her, oh. like <laughs> like that she thinks that that's fun, yeah, and thinks that that's like a really like fun thing about the show, yeah, um, and and her sort of like, um, you know, her her like, um uh humanity and or or and wackiness mm-hmm. um because it you know she's so nudgy about it at, in all ways and and i imagine like okay so what was this in terms of the shoot probably the you know you have a crew that is um you know delegated to tim and heidi mm-hmm. um that goes out and shoots all of that stuff probably before the before any of the stuff with the designers. Yeah. Right. So they're like location scouting and doing everything else that they need to do for prep. And then Tim and Heidi like are, you know, going around and shooting all of their um, their B-roll. Yeah. Um, but I but it does feel to me um like she is really driving all of that. Yeah. And yeah. I will say the thing that I like the most about this show is um you know that that you get to kind of see a bit of a world outside of Tim and Heidi. Hmm. Right? Like you like you get to see a bit of a fashion world that isn't so project runway specific like i wouldn't know who you know i wouldn't know who nina garcia was if not for project runway yeah but but i really feel like there was a vibe in the first two episodes where basically you know naomi campbell was like your time among the humans has made you salt (laughs) i will show you what Look at how you follow them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you lowly mongers of you know, the underworld. I am a yeah. mortal. I'm an. I am a super mortal. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh my god! I, I just, and it's just like, oh, whoa, 
you know, pull me up short. Yes. Yeah, short with that. Like, I mean, her, I, her, it, it, you know, she was ready to stick pins into Martha. Oh, my. Because of her disrespecting of couture. I mean, that was the thing that I think is the most amazing part of this as well. I, I didn't think I would love Naomi Campbell so much because I'm just like, look, she used to throw phones. There are stories. <laughs> um, what's happening? But when it's almost like she wields this control over the judging panel, that's a little even a bit more powerful than Heidi. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Heidi is, Heidi is like reduced to being like like the girl who's um like like she's not the main heather anymore no you know? <laughs> and so she so she ends up like like trying to sort of defer and um i this actually kind of brings us right into the beginning of this episode so we should oh yeah uh, um, we okay. should go with it, right? Because we sort of start out. Oh no, I'm thinking about the beginning of episode four. Yeah, well, I mean, well, well okay, so because we it's, it's, let's run naturally into Naomi. Um, she's yeah, going to come up, of of course. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, we can sort of go to this, you know, supreme Heatherness, or I would say a very playfulness of Heidi, because um, right. what one of these other things that Amaz this Amazon money is wielding are these fantastic locations so yes. again to remind us all we're not in new york we're in, we're still in paris yeah and um they meet them on a bridge called pont des Arts, and it's over the river seine and tim is telling them your next fashion show is going to be over there on the quiet la tournelle and it, it's just like one of the reveals is where the runway is going to be and everyone's just very just dazzled by these locations mm -hmm. and um, essentially the prompt for this for, for this third episode is that they're going to, you know, kind of bend themselves into this major marketing trend in fashion, which is merging two major brands to create new lines of products, AKA collaboration. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say, so, okay. So Tim introduces this and the, um, the significance of it is because collaborations in terms of marketing can expand your reach and cut through the noise, creating a buzz. And so they're going to have to, <laughs> make... which is really a, a badly mixed metaphor. I, <laughs> I, know, I know. <laughs> because isn't isn't buzzing like the thing that you would normally want to cut through? I, you know, but it's also <laughs> it's like this mixture of this weird. Okay, because. I wasn't going to talk about this nailing, but I don't like <laughs> the use of the word buzz because yes. I just don't like seeing my Tim and my Heidi talk about buzz. It's just too, it's too brief in mm -hmm. thinking of think, things that go viral. I'm just like, that's essentially what you're, what I think of when you say buzz is like, Oh, it's just something that comes up and then it, and then it immediately kind of fizzles and maybe you can capitalize on that, but also don't like buzz. All right. Okay, I mean, we hear Lizzo later on in the in the episodes. So I'm just like, all right, I see where we are. We're 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 doing the kids speak with with all of this. But... Yeah, well, can we also say that like one of the other places this enormous budget for this show went to is music licensing? Oh my goodness, we're like the, there's like, real music. 
it's 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 a little I actually find it disquieting because I feel like I feel like they try to shoehorn so many songs into each runway show. Oh yeah. That I'm that it's it's utterly irritating to me. Yeah, this is another thing that I, I wrote about because it feels like a like I'm watching a British sitcom or a British drama show. Because you know how on the you know on those BBC shows they actually have real music in the background instead of like you know mm-hmm. just themed music created for the actual show. And I was like, wow, this feels very European. It's it is so strange. It's not a U.S. thing. <laughs> Where mm. you start the the runway and it's like that's Lizzo, oh wait yeah. that's so and so, but everything kind of fits. It's like oh I am here, I am here to you know it's just like these empowering like new pop songs and it also yeah. makes me feel like I'm so out of it because I don't know I only know Lizzo and that's only because it's Lizzo, right? <laughs> everything else right. I'm like dang it, um, th- I know these are real songs now and I'm so out of it. But yeah, that's it is is it's it is kind of mind-blowing it's on top of it being beautifully shot but in terms of this collaboration and you know i would so they're doing a collab a collab so it's that x thing so they bring out the examples where vivian westwood uh x burberry so vivian westwood and burberry together and supreme and some other brands blah 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 um so their prompt is that their next collection collection is going to be um, a three-piece collection where they're collaborating mm-hmm. um, and collaboration is Jeff Bezos for group challenge so it gets it out they're going to have to work in a group of two and mm-hmm. the twist to me is like there's no button bag Tim and Heidi have chosen the duos and yeah with their process, they, they, you know, this is what they admit. They say out loud with, you know, through their mouths, not what they're thinking, but through their mouths. They're just like, yeah, you know, we want to choose basically opposing aesthetics. So opposites mm-hmm. to really jar you up, spark up some drama. I mm-hmm. mean, creativity. And so, mm-hmm. so they're making three looks. One has to be accessible because it will be sold on Amazon.com from the winning combination. And so the- right. The groups are Johnny and Megan, um, Sabato and Sander, Will and Esther, Troy and Josh, Renat and Jiwon. And I hope I hope everyone knows who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I I was actually very excited about this because I know again in thinking about these these designers, no one is um uh, yeah, there are some some obvious weak links, but in terms of work working with one another, nothing stood out in terms of you know oh this is going to be so obviously dramatic or I I I don't think this is going to be interesting, I mm. especially with Will and Esther. So Esther has won all of the challenges so far, mm-hmm. and Will is someone who's on my chopping block and has been on you know basically from day one like from the very mm-hmm. first episode, but um. I was just really uh, encouraged by this, even though I know that I'm pretty sure they put them together for, you know, just kind of hoping that something would go down, down the drain. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, so we have um, another thing that's really different from Project Runway. So this, this thing where they essentially have a lot of freedom 
Yeah. Um, and they get to roam around Paris. They sketch wherever they sketch. They they go to one fabric store, but whenever they get there and then they get to their atelier when they get there. And mm-hmm. so it's, I just, I, I, I mean, and, and through this time, it's, it's a great, it, you know, throughout the whole entire episodes, they will put in here and there backgrounds of these designers. And the more you get to know about them, it's, it's fascinating because they're from all over the world, even though we, we, we were introduced to them um, um, and their birthplace were their locations. But we find out that Megan actually is based in Los Angeles. And then we also find Josh of Troy and Josh is based in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't yeah. I think Troy is the I think Troy and Jiwan are maybe the only ones based in New York. But um, everyone's pretty much from all over, which is mm-hmm. which is great. But. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this is like, I I would say pretty much for the whole, this whole part, um, and this new crop of designers, I, I really enjoyed watching them work together. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about Troy and Josh. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh loves Troy and we haven't seen a lot of Troy. And so this love of Troy Mm-hmm. Josh was just mm-hmm. very puzzling to me um, because we've seen a lot from these other, other designers. We've seen a lot from Megan. We know Johnny, Esther, but not so much Troy or Josh. Um, mm-hmm. And we learned that Troy is a professor, an adjunct professor at Parsons and mm-hmm. uses his salary there to support his brand, um, mm-hmm. Troy Arnold. And a native New Yorker from East Harlem, Liz, still lives with his mother um, where he grew up and found fashion because his mother was a housekeeper to very, very wealthy people in New York and grew his love of fashion mm-hmm. from the hand-me-downs that they got from um, the families that she worked for. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Josh, whose brand is called Baby Ghost. And I, I, just, I just feel like there are these videos of Josh that are just – for me they're 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 sweet but also a little i'm just curious um Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting he's been living in we find out that he's been living in in shanghai for a year and his business partner i'm assuming is chinese um, um or at least like lives there with him now they are a global brand they sell mostly in china but also throughout the world and um I don't know. It just seems like there's some great bona fides, but the videos that we saw of him modeling his own clothes were just really curious to me. <laughs> like, well, here's the, here's the thing. And, and this is something that I kind of, it would be lovely if they touched on it in a more concrete way, but I don't think that they, I don't think they ever will. Basically what has happened over the past I would say at least, uh, you know, 25 years has been this huge cultural shift where a generation of young people who grew up um, on um, uh, skater culture and hip hop culture um, and uh, and and sort of street culture have um, ascended to a kind of buying power 
that they basically have a kind of parallel, um, you know, high-end luxury economy Mm. that doesn't really get talked about. Like people still talk about European designers, but the, but, um, but like, you know, it made total sense for me the way that baby goes progressed as a band as a brand mm-hmm. it's it's basically like slightly redesigned um streetwear um and uh you know indebted to brands like supreme mm-hmm. um and it's and and it is sharing an economy that is very similar to the economy that drives artists like Banksy and um, and Cause, mm-hmm. you know, that basically is um, again out of out of um, street art and hip hop culture, and uh, and also um, skater culture. But you basically have the people who were into that when they were teenagers are now in their like forties and fifties, mm-hmm. and can afford this stuff. On, you know, can afford to pay an enormous amount for a sweatshirt that's yeah. like a li- you know that's like a limited edition drop. That's so you know Josh is talks about the fact that he's not a designer. Hmm. He's basically a um, you know a stylist and brand uh, spokesperson. Okay, so that's what I wasn't really sure about because I. You know, while they're fabric shoppings, like I, I, I get patterns, I get fabrics, and I know these certain types of things. It, it wasn't really clear to me whether or not, like, well, you know, just what his role was or what his skills were, because he seemed to be able to, um, to do what Troy asked him to do. Um, there was just this, uh, like this this level of deference where I'm thinking there, there was some. Um, lack of skill, but I hadn't. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he can sew. Okay, and I don't think Troy asked him to sew. I think that was the whole thing, that okay. it was like he, you know, it was about them picking out fabrics together, and he's probably like really good. Like, you know, I'm I'm really good on trends. I can right. see like, when something is gonna, you know, um, that's what I do with my brand and this other situation. Oh. Um, there was, I mean there's something very tender about Josh in a, in a, in a weird way. And I agree with you that he was um, when he's talking about like what a genius Troy is and how basically his job is there to support somebody, mm-hmm. you know, his, his job is to support Josh or, or to support Troy no matter what. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. Yeah. He also, Josh has like an Yves Saint Laurent or a YSL tattoo, by the way. Yeah. Like on the side of his neck, yeah. which is like, you know, interesting, interesting yeah, choice it, it, there. And it was just like a, a phase that he went through <laughs> at mm. some time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that this was a really interesting duo in particular because I didn't really see much of, I mean, I, I know Troy's aesthetic um, and, 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 a, and a little bit of, about what, what Josh is. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that this, the dynamic there was um, just, you know, just very, very interesting. I mean, we also have it 
like quite a like I would say a, a like, I, I I don't know like really great dynamics between um, all of the designers, um, even in particular like Sander and Sabato, and. For this one, I... I you mean Poppy and Bebe? Oh, Poppy and Bebe. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I, I'm the Pape. I'm the Bebe. It's very it's cute. Like, Sabatino, Poppy. It, it, I mean, it's just very, very lovely because mm-hmm. there is a moment with... So we've all learned... Um, so for, for those of you who've not watched the show, I hope you guys do watch this show. But um, there is a new term that I learned called Tech Pack. And... I didn't, you know, this is one of those manufacturing or um, atelier business side deals that seems to be par for the course. But um, there are no, they they are not really required to sew anything. There are these imaginary invisible seamstresses that come in at night and they put together a tech pack for them. You um, uh, cut out your patterns, you put a um you set up a bullet point list of things to do and all of the the trimmings and the linings and all of the stuff like the thread everything and then someone comes in at night um under the guise of darkness and then they sew your stuff together so mm-hmm. with sander and sabato out of the two of them sabato is the one that does not sew um right. and sander from the from the get-go admits he's like well i understand I, i'm gonna be doing most of the work here and Sander is someone who I is like a walking meme to me. Just speaks in memes. Speaks like mm-hmm. a drag queen slash Real Housewives of Atlanta mm-hmm. kind of deal. And but it, it's so adorable because it's normally what you would see is some resentment. And for San, from Sander or Bebe from Bebe to Papi, it's just care throughout the whole episode, even with the tech pack drama. Where Sabatino, uh, Papi, was the person who was putting all that stuff together and they misunderstood. I think both of them misunderstood. On a group challenge, you split up the three looks between your two tech bags. um, Right. Because the next morning they came back and they only had one seamstress and whoever was there looked at three garments was like, nope, I'm doing just the pants. (laughs) Right. Right. So nothing really was sewn and there was room for a breakdown or for, a, for you know animosity or whatever and then Sandra was like well you know people make mistakes I'm just gonna have to sew from a life and he's up there you know tap tap tapping on his phone I don't know what he's doing eating yogurt taking <laughs> yeah. like a, a, a tea he's he's Italian I don't care and right. it's just it was I don't know it was it was just so it was adorable it just yeah my heart well, I, you do get the feeling um, with all of these. Um, and as, so maybe just like as we're like moving through the show, like mm. they go, they're buying fabrics. Um, people have various ideas. We see a lot of sketching. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a point where Sabado is confused by a ruler. Um, <laughs> there, you know, it's there's this. Um, uh, there is not so much of a sense of the um, producer in the confessional going to them and going like, well, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does that, like, how, like, like he, he did that with the tech packs. Like what, what does that make you, what do you think about somebody who would do that? Could you respect somebody like that? You know, it, it, mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to be at this point that kind of, um, 
you know, that that kind of um, drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. And I, I'm pretty sure they asked him when they got the tech pack back. They're like, oh, my God, what happened? He's like, oh, you know, we just made a mistake. We only got one seamstress. Like, oh, and yeah. I, you know, it, I, <laughs> it just went right over those. Yeah. Um, I mean, or at least if they get that stuff, they're not using it in the edit, which is fine. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm I am totally fine with it. I mean, yeah. the, the only couple that really made me a little tense was Johnny and Megan. Um, and it didn't start from the beginning, although I would say that, you know, they're in we follow them to the fabric store and it's sort of starting from there where it seems as if Megan is choosing things and someone who's very open to other opinions and Johnny's Johnny's mode of communication is very passive aggressive from the get go where he goes, I don't like this. See this stripey thing. I hate it, but I'll work with it. I think I could put mm-hmm. like Johnny magic with it. Let's get it. And then, you know, it's like, all right, Johnny. All right. And then Megan just kind of like laughs it off. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that would say that's the only pair and we can talk to talk about them more when, when Tim comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, just going through my notes to see if there's anything else. I mean, do uh, yeah, I I also what do you think about this atelier that they're working in? Nice. Um you know, it's uh I I I like that it's uh for real building without a um y- you know, we're so used to the really elaborate setup of the workroom in mm-hmm. in Project Runway. Um, I think the fact that, um, you know, it's obviously shot in multiple locations means that they're not, they didn't invest so much in like building out locations. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think it's a, you know, I think it's a good use of it. Yeah. You know, and we're also, we're down to a very small number of designers to begin with. So you don't have to have like a gigantic, you know, you don't have to accommodate like 12 different people mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. It also doesn't right? seem as if the sewing room is that huge. And yeah. especially since there's so many things that were, they're not expected to do. Yeah. I think last season on Project Runway, they, it, you know, it's huge. And they yeah. had all the machines, like machines I'd never heard of. And like, yeah. Why, why do you need a button machine? Why can't you just change the foot? You know, things like that. Right. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that. So Bobby Sabatino, um, we get to learn a little bit about, about him and his, his mm-hmm. background. Um, but Sabato was, was a famous model for Giorgio Armani. Mm-hmm. Um, switched to becoming a designer when he became a single father. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, and just kind of went on from from there. But there was this really, again, a really adorable conversation with all of them in the sewing room. So they're all kind of in their yes. sewing, um, getting their stuff ready for their tech packs. And they're just like, oh, you know what? I used to want to be a farmer when I grew up. So what do you want to be like? I used to want to live on a farm. And inside Sabato was like, I owned a farm. And it's like, this is the most <laughs> adorable thing. They all want to live on farms mm-hmm. or dreamed of being farmers and now they're designers all mm-hmm. together in Paris. Um, so yeah. I mean, Sabado is 
cute as a button, I will say. So cute. Straight out. I mean, even when he gets mad, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. So cute. Yeah. All right. So let's. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no. No, I was going to fast forward to Tim time. Yeah, yeah. And Tim has to call it that. So I'm calling it Tim time. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he's coming through to get an update on how their collabs are going. And Mm -hmm. our first stop is with Sabato and Sander, AKA Bobby and Bebe. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just, just a lot of, I I think Sander is pretty much kind of patting himself on the back because the major accomplishment of the day is to get Sabato to do something in something other than black. (laughs) So instead of black, they got this dark Brown fabric. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, I don't think that they have it balloons. yet. They have that. Re- they have the red. Yeah, oh, no, I guess they do also have the dark brown. They, they yeah. have it, but they're also putting in splotches of like blues and and yeah, bright like sort reds. of bright red, which yeah. is looking a little iffy. Yeah. yeah. And um, but it looks as if what they're doing is they're dedicating one look to being the quiet side or the silent Silence of Sabato, Silence of Poppy, and then the mm-hmm. noise of Sander. And then the third look is going to be a, a mesh of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Tim immediately is like, well, I don't want that. That is not what this is for. And, right. And it kind of freaks them out. Bec- and, they, you know, they have to explain or Tim has to re-explain what cohesion is or what they mean by this collaboration. That mm-hmm. I don't want to pick out a look and have it be Sabato and have it be Sander and then the third be something else. And this is an ongoing theme throughout almost all of the other groups in the room. I blame Tim and Heidi for this because Mm -hmm. a part of the challenge is even though they're going to be collaborating, they're going to be judged ultimately as individual designers. And I, and I have a feeling that a lot of them were holding that in the back of their brains are like, well, no, when I go in here, there's gotta be something distinct about me. Right. Um, so yeah. So I, I, you know, I felt a little bit for all of them. Yeah. I mean, and and again, that's a little, that's a little bit of reality show trickery where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to give you two contradictory um, injunctions. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, so that you have to hold both of these ideas in your mind and try to like work with them. Yeah. I mean, cause all of them are pretty much like that. Like Esther and Will, uh, we have Jiwan and Renat, um, same, just clashing. And I think <laughs> with Jiwan and Renat, she was like, I like clashing. And Tim's like, well, I don't want you to mm-hmm. clash. No, this is not what I, what I, what right. I meant. And, uh, and then we have, you know, Johnny and Megan mm-hmm. who shocker don't play well in groups. Right. So, it's like, you know, and it, this whole thing, like, oh, you know, creative types, they don't like working together. I'm like, why do you think that they have you guys working together in the third episode? Because right. they want something out of this. And Tim comes over and they have three looks in process. And he goes to it and just goes, this all is just full tilt Megan. It just mm-hmm. looks very, very Megan, which, you know, freaks Johnny out. Johnny right. Blows a gasket. And starts to completely agree with everything Tim says, just almost like a knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's all Megan. It's all Megan. Um, and then he and Megan, so so Johnny and Megan start having what I call, I'll call it a nice mean fight because mm-hmm. I have 
So I love nice fights where, you know, my 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 loving friends will fight over doing nice things for each other. Like, no, let me do it. I don't know. Like, I love it. It's a nice fight. Right. This right. was like a mean fight, but in a nice way. Yeah. And I it just made me so tense here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If, what are your thoughts on on this um, thing? Uh, yeah, it's you're it's like neither one of them can look each other in the eye mm. when Tim's there. They're both like they're they're both, um, you know, avoiding everything. Um, I I will say like. Um, I mean, since we're trying to to move through this faster, mm. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my thought on this. No, tell me your thoughts. Okay. Well, we get we both of them get like the setup that they both say to the camera that they're control freaks. Yeah. Like when they get put together in a team, they're both like, "I'm a control freak," et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and then in episode four, we find out that Megan. Uh, when when she was a kid, her mom was diagnosed with schizophrenia, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, and and had Megan when she was uh, when she was very young, mm-hmm. um, and and so I think Megan's whole version of how you deal with this it comes right out of like having to be the adult in a situation where um, the adult is unpredictable, mm-hmm. cannot cannot really be relied on, is needs help themselves. Um, and so I think her the reason why she wants situations where she feels in control is because of a kind of chaotic mm-hmm. experience early on and her way of trying to um, keep things moving along is to keep looking for um, uh, an agreement with Johnny. It's like it it's like she keeps she says like, well, we're both on the same page about this. And he's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know, and and she is saying it because it's like it's like code for like we got to get through this like we can't i can't have a fight about that like this can't fall apart now yeah yeah and um you know i think that it's uh, so i i get where the dynamic comes from Mm -hmm. again they don't you know maybe maybe one of the things about this particular atelier is that it's so small that anybody you who would really pitch a fit it would be like in everybody else's lap immediately. So I think they all feel a little constrained of like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the messy person on the reality show. Who's like, yeah. I mean, all, you know. I mean, there is also, cause I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about Megan because there's something and also Johnny too, even though Johnny to me is more passive aggressive than I would like mm-hmm. the two of them, the way they fought, about this when so Tim leaves and it's just like Johnny is having kind of a, a you know a little bit of a of a tantrum because I, I think yeah. he, he was like I felt embarrassed he was using all these really escalating words like you you uh, you railroaded me or you threw me under the bus or mm-hmm. um, I felt 
bamboozled by you. I felt like you ambushed me. You know, things that are just extra, like just kind of out of this world and like it yeah. did not happen. It's assuming so many things about Megan as if she's a shyster. Right. And the way she responded, I was like, wow, you are so used to dealing with difficult people. Yeah, because exactly. I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, she That's held it together and I'm like, oh yeah. my God, I love this back and forth because it seemed like Johnny was really comfortable it's like he came out of left field from being passive aggressive to just being real aggressive. Mm-hmm. And the way she handled it, I believed her. I didn't believe that she was like holding it in being like, well, I'm going to cut you in the middle of the night or I'm, I'm going to hold this together. And, and then I'm going to get you tomorrow. She was like, okay, all right. Yeah. So I've dealt with crazier. Right. Yeah. This I, is... I felt it was very much like this two fell pass. <laughs> exactly. Like, like what do we need to do here to like get back to work? Yeah. And I was like, for, for, I mean, in my head, I'm like, Megan, I see you. Like, I, I clocked you. I, I see you, Megan. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really like that. I just thought, but also in terms of people who are able to collaborate, like she's a control freak. Um, and I'm like, but Megan, you could do this. You could collaborate and you could get through it. And, you know, if you, you and your brand need to, to get together with something else and need to do this in real life. I believe out of everyone else in the room that you would be able to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so anything about like Esther and Will, cause I kind of flew past them. No, but they have really. some, you know, it's like some, uh, I don't know. All eyes are on Esther. I, I, I think, and I think Will is really trying to shoot out of there because he's got some bona fides also. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also we have Troy and Josh, mm-hmm. and they have floral velvet sequined camo. And, oh my god! And um, and and a floral velvet <laughs> jumpsuit. It turns out they're making. I mean, I, you know, it's real. You know, I didn't even really pay attention to all of the fabric they got, and I I was taking notes, and I looked up at the screen because Tim started repeating their words because they're like so so tim so this is floral velvet here and tim goes velvet it's like yeah yeah, yeah velvet and then uh this is like explosion of white here and tim goes white and i looked yeah. i'm like what is happening to tim he's just like velvet white yeah. it's almost like he was trying to hold back <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it was but um it was it was not promising what was on those mannequins and i was no. also very disconcerted by how thrown off tim was <laughs> so um yeah i i when tim loses his language like that uh it's just it's it's not good and also he seemed to be just genuinely confused and um i don't know it was it was strange so i i mean overall tim is confused by everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about Troy and Josh's clothes later. Yeah. Um, but just generally, they're, Tim calls all of them Frankenstein monsters. <laughs> that, <laughs> that they're just kind of copying and pasting each other onto things, and it's just too distinct. It's not melding. It's not meshing. It's not mm-hmm. a, a wonderful melting pot of things. So we end up moving straight into model fitting, but um, 
the major changes at uh, Poppy Sabatino goes back to the fabric store to get more fabric. And, and that's mm-hmm. another thing that stands out with this. Like that also was something that happened last episode where Martha on day two decided to go back to the fabric store and it's like, Whoa, what are the rules? So they get to do mm-hmm. what they want basically. And it's just like, you got to get ready for the show. So yeah. if you need to go out and sketch, if you want to go have a coffee, <laughs> you can yeah. leave and do whatever. So, um, yeah, the difference is that Martha went there hoping that they sold dresses. <laughs> um, or seams or more seamstresses. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, can I pay someone here? Or, or pattern, pattern or pattern makers. Yeah. Like, can I, can, can you, can I give you this, this pattern that I bought and have you make it? It's Burberry. Mm. I mean, it's Vogue. It's a Vogue pattern. Um, yeah. So models come in, there's fitting. I mean, the truth is that with any of this stuff, there is very kind of um, minor. There's 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 no crisis large enough Mm-mm. to really um, to really dish it. You know, people are feeling various degrees of ease and unease. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I mean, this goes back to like, what do we think about this show in general? It's the story beats are in some ways so familiar Hmm. that it's very um it it's hard to fault the show yeah for there not being like some gigantic thing because it's certainly tiring to watch other shows where that has been really goosed and and made the focus of like the editing and the sort of um, you know it's I, the, we don't really have commercial breaks, mm-hmm. so there kind of there isn't that kind of like cliffhanger like what went wrong thing as much as there is on the on the shows with commercials. Mm-hmm. But even so, there's a um, it. Nothing crazy enough happens to uh, for it to really be an issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I so mean, we go. They kind of try with the whole like T minus four hours until the tech pack pickup. Yes. But it, yes. you know, it, it, with this, it's like it, I mean, I really enjoyed looking at the garments as they were fitting them, and particularly, even though I did not like it, Esther and Will are tailoring, and they they're garment is filled with those basting stitches that mm-hmm. I see in like passing by windows of the Italian ateliers here or the Italian boutiques here. Mm-hmm. French words for those. But, um, and so it's kind of like, it's just nice to see the skill and, and a part of that as well is just the level of maturity of a lot of the people in this room and how, how used they are to just manufacturing. And like Megan said as well, that she was, she's used to, working under a lot of pressure. Um, they're just very, very seasoned people. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just really, really great. I mean, we we were going to skip the commercial of the caricaturist. Ugh, Unless you want to yeah. talk about my favorite part, which is the dog. The, yeah. <laughs> which I'm like, can we have that dog all yeah. the time? I, I realize in watching it now that I'm wrong, that this isn't B-roll. This was clearly shot on the same day that they were on the um, on the bridge. But it's still kind of um, B-roll. 
I mean, she's they're all wearing yeah. the same outfits, but it's like they're they're wearing the same <laughs> outfits, and yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it still counts. Yeah. Um, I have to say that they hate this caricaturist. It's it's kind of like they yeah. really don't like him after a while, and I I feel yeah. sorry for that man. His name is Norman, so Norman, you're great. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> I liked you, Norman. All right, yeah. so uh, so it's the day of the runway. We get some establishing shots. It looks like they've only got about like um. 45 people in the audience maybe oh it's not a big audience like when you really look at it they did not take a whole lot of space like you look at the aerial shot yeah there's, it's not a, it's not a ton of folks it yeah. seems really busy because there's traffic on the on the sen and traffic around them but mm-hmm. the truth is that in terms of who's sitting there for this fashion show, it's not a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I really loved this setup. Everyone is dressed to the nines. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's like an a, a, adorable um, faux cottage wall, and um, you know, just kind of like lots of of plants around, or whatever. But mm-hmm. I I just and, and people are I would say the front row are sitting as if they're at a cafe. It's very, you know, yes. very Paris. Um, I, 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 it. I loved this runway look. I or I would say the runway scene. I really, really liked it. I didn't like it so much. Well, now that I know, I can compare it to something. I just didn't like the setup in front of the Eiffel Tower. For some reason, it just felt too much like an extravaganza. And I really liked this. I just loved it so much. But also, mm-hmm. you know, the first the the first uh, model comes out to Lizzo and I'm like oh it looks like spring also it's because we're cooped up here and it's nice outside <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and like seeing sun is just extraordinary right now and seeing people outside sitting in sun is just like oh this is so great maybe that I'm you know I'm psychoanalyzing myself because yeah. that's why I did not like the first episode it's in darkness it's you know at night this is nice also, like you, you know, also you missed your your favorite performer, Christina Ricci. I know. <laughs> I, you know, Nicole, I cannot get her name right. Like, honestly, it it's is so funny because she had like all of that stuff with Paris Hilton. Yes. I mean, you know who she is, right? I know. I know she's Lionel Richie's daughter. Yeah. I know who Nicole Richie yes, is, yeah. but for some reason, I'm just like Christina. She looks like a Christina to me. She does not look like a Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Her last name is spelled differently. Wednesday it's Richie Adams. I know, but not. I'm like you. You look like a Christina. I also like Christina Ricci, not Richie. Yes, oh, exactly. Man. Just I just Christina messed it up. Ricci, all star the way. of Star of Blackface Moon. I know. I mean, Black Snake Moon. Yes, yes. Not Black Face Moon. Black Ooh. Snake Moon. Yeah, I've not seen that movie. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. you should not see that movie. It's, yeah, maybe right not not right now. Very creepy. I guess. Um. um anyway, but anyway, yes. So but, the show starts up, and yeah, and, and I just, is it is it because we have a plus size model <laughs> that we get Lizzo? Uh oh. Uh oh, Nalen. I don't know, but. Maybe I was actually thinking, um, you know, when this probably was was shot, Lizzo was all of the songs of the summer, 
All of her songs mm-hmm. were just like, yes, everyone, Lizzo, that is the that is the sound of summer. So that's what I thought. But maybe mm-hmm. because um, she, they don't play Lizzo for the whole entire runway. They could have. No, no. You know, or maybe they couldn't have. Maybe they don't have all of that Bezos money, you know, like Bezos. Oh, I think it's, I, I, I think <laughs> it's I, I don't think it makes a difference yeah, at the yeah. point that. Yeah, no, you're you yeah but interesting it, it costs them more to put more songs in right. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> Actually, you're they right. weren't saving it by using like a, a budget slice of lizzo you're, you're right about that there i take it back just, yeah um okay so listeners so, so we yeah. have our cheat sheet just to mm-hmm. prompt you all you can go into the show notes and press the link there and then um it's also on the facebook page um you can mm-hmm. access it there as well all right, so the first looks down the runway are our Johnny and Megan. And so their collab is um, it's just a mixture of these um, stripes and a lot of the leather work that is from Johnny. Mm-hmm. So on the cheat sheet, we just kind of have them all together um, matched up in three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I... Okay. I... So... The first two looks are so normal. Um, mm-hmm. So there's just something about Megan's style that's the only thing that's a little worrisome to me is how uh, how she's working with this asymmetry. Um, you know, the couture dress that she made last week was so beautiful. Um, but again, looked better on the model because in, in the workroom, it looked normal. It just looked like, mm-hmm. like an off-the-shoulder dress. I was like, all right, I, I've seen that before. But there was a way that she pinned it and cut it and and sewed it. Whether it, it, it kind of fit to the model in a really interesting way. Um, and, and these, like, I generally just really like them. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm just kind of worried in for the long run in terms of what we see from Megan. Um, but the last look was my favorite, the the white suit. Mm-hmm. With the uh, the the gathered um, track pants, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I think all of these clothes are fine. Nobody's going to get in trouble wearing them. No, true. They're safe. <laughs> yeah, they seem. They all seem fine. No one will bother you. Yeah. Um, I mean, next we have Jiwon and Renat. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, no, I, this is, I, I was like, fine. Also, I didn't particularly like any of the pieces and I was waiting to be really excited about the t-shirt on the, the last model. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of looked, I was like, okay, I think I was, you know, actually I think I was most excited by the t-shirt because it looked the most different um, and was kind of, I don't know, textured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the romper is kind of okay. I, I, the t-shirt actually like irritates me because I hate that. Um, uh, it's like, oh, you waited until we had the fringe to let me know that you could use color, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and and it's really feels like the red is just in there to tie it to the other to the first look. Mm. So it just felt, it felt like programmatic and not an interesting way. 
Hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I was I was not moved. Yeah. Um. Same. Just was not really interested in it or uninterested. I was like, all right, again, just fine. All mm-hmm. right. Um. Next we have Will and Esther. Yes. Yeah. Um, a little unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? Uh, um, like this, the first look, um, why, I mean, it's kind of nice that we have 15 looks to go through because people don't go in deep on any of these, Mm -hmm. but on, on any other show, they would have been called out for these, that the bizarre sort of labial flaps on the front of the, (laughs) the um shorts the leather shorts like that's a decision and then and then that is the same outfit that also has like a gigantic long flowy um asymmetrical sheer shirt mm-hmm. again like what those two things have to do with each other and then with this like cropped jacket over it yeah I mean, to me, it looks like they did not listen to Tim at all because it's it's clear that I don't know. I would love to know what the sound of that were coming out of Tim's mouth did when it went to went to their ears and like how it processed in their brains, because um, what they said was like, oh, we want you to be able to look at this and say, oh, that's very Esther. And you look at this and say, it's very well because the first look. Oh, my God. Like those labial flaps holy crapness if they were doing that on purpose it would be more interesting but it's almost like both of them were very confused and for esther her whole thing was like i'm going to show some skin because i usually like to cover people up and then will's just flowy so will made this dumb shirt underneath that that's a that's another shirt yeah. so it's a yeah. shirt and and it's like esther made a jacket and decided like i'm going to be different and just cut it up in half yeah. and it's almost like that's what they did to every piece of the um in in this um whole collection where they took normal clothes and did weird things to them or yeah. added on weird things and that that second suit i was just so disappointed in how untailored it was i'm like you had all of those basting stitches it looked like you guys knew what you were doing and knew how you were instructing your seamstresses to work this but the edges are not pressed it doesn't look finished and the the shock of red is very much like a cut and paste it was just so um su- like such an like such an afterthought i'm like uh, you know could you have wrangled yeah esther a little bit harder to use color or you yeah. didn't even have to use color we could have just done this in black the whole look to me is like what the costumer for a crowd scene in a dystopian future would put the extras in. Cause it's like, <laughs> all right, we, we like our main people are, are, you know, the, the folks who have lines have a little bit more attention paid to their costumes. You guys, you're, you do not have a whole lot of screen time. Just don't move around much. It's like, but, but my jacket, it's all wrinkled. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. That's okay. it's, it, there's, that. There's whole the whole thing is happening. There's a big fog machine 
that's happening in the scene. Don't worry. So, yeah, you'll you're you're going to. We just that need up. that pop of wine, at, like you know, to show that you're on the same team as these two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it's clear that, and I I did a I did a second watch of this, and I know I know for sure that the only garment where they really rethought things was this last outfit, was this mm-hmm. gown slash shirt. Yeah, and it also was my favorite. Of the three, you know, if I had to choose something, but it's only because the fabric is better, the drape is better, um, it's it looks finished. Yeah. And it's just like if you had started there and then did better with everything else. Yeah. You know, it's the only thing that I really liked. Although I Naomi Naomi did not like anything. She hated this <laughs> as well. Nothing is finished. That was not perfection. No. Yes. So Sorry, Queen Naomi. Like I like speaking I like of it. speaking of not perfection. Speaking of not perfection, Troy and Josh. Oh my God! Holy crapness! Like uh, okay, so we start off, and um, I would like to point out that Troy was wearing a Troy jacket and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And the back looked so cool in this, and so we come out in front, and um, our first model is wearing this um uh it's like a like it's like a a oh gosh oh no i i lost all the words it's a print that yeah. um has like a like a village scene on it it's like one of those yeah. very um you know don la ville kind of parisian looking prints of 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 days of yore i don't know mm-hmm. like when everyone lived on a farm um and then no shirt underneath this jacket um but there is this very st- Diff, blue skirt, voluminous skirt, huge, huge skirt, and and basically no definite. I mean, yes, the the jacket is tailored to give her a waist, mm-hmm. but I mean, if if anybody needed a crop jacket, it's like this jacket should have ended. Like this, this jacket should have been cropped. Like the last group's yes. things were cropped. Yeah. Because the because it's not it sort of is holding the skirt in at the hips and then it's and then it's things are just going wrong. Yeah. I mean, is it the yeah, I think the proportions on this and not not just the fabrication, which is really strange, but the proportions Um, for some reason, it's buttoned right at like the um, the most um the the uh the peaky or i don't know like the part of her bust that that is the furthest away from her body <laughs> yes i mean that's that is where they chose to um to pin that and yeah. it just makes no sense even if so if you even want to keep this cut you would actually put that at her actual waist <laughs> like mm-hmm. not at the bust and it just it's un it's unfortunate because i think there's something interesting with this fabric that they could have done. Um, but also in not listening to Tim, um, they kept that white in there. And I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with the white. It's just that it's just not used well. Um, what do you think about this second look? <laughs> I mean, so, it, what's I, happening? <laughs> I know. I know. Just, it's like, I know what the solution to these like really um baggy uh sort of um boxer type shorts mm. is in that are sequins 
like let's do a faux fur or or let's do like an animal pattern crop top sort of thing that is um ill-fitted and so it's like she's um you know flintstones up top <laughs> prehistoric <laughs> like Pre- prehistoric <laughs> to um you know to i don't know what in the evening i mean it's bad it's, it is bad it's so bad i mean i so I'm I'm watching it walk in the background here because from the cheat sheet, it looks like there's just this bizarre black line going down the front and it's it's cut open like it's it. There is a panel there. It's flapping. And I, the construction of the top is so it's just bizarre. Like I, I love that yeah. word. It really is is strange. It's really weird how it's gathered around her neck. Um, and it makes her look front yeah. heavy. And this model we'll see in the next episode has an amazing walk, but yeah. she looked like she was just an amateur in this outfit. That was how, that's how bad this outfit was. It made the and, model look bad. And also where the boxers like sit. Wait, so like, these are shorts? This, you, the shorts. Oh my God. I think so. Yeah. Oh my God. It, yeah. They're shorts. So worse. even if they sat like at her waist, Mm-hmm which they don't. They're like hiked above her waist for no very good reason. <laughs> um, it, you know, that might be a little bit forgivable. Also, the way that this top is like gathered at the at the neckline mm-hmm. is like like really looks like somebody sewed it like a tube of of fabric and then threaded a strap through it up top. Oh, yeah. To, yeah, I mean it's it's um it also looks like I love this uh, what I'm about to say yeah, I'm preface it that I love what I'm about to say that is not <laughs> that is not what the fabric wanted to do yeah <laughs> it just yeah. it just doesn't look like like that kind of fabric that if you gather it that way there's too much bulk to it I'm assuming yeah. that it's a, the weight is stiffer I am just shocked by this it's like yeah. how could you put this together um. You know, I, it just was, it's so bad. But also th- this we will see is a panther. Oh, no, no, it's, it's cameo sequence. It's a, it's sequent, it's a sequent print in a cameo. Camo. Um, pa- yeah, a camo, whoops, sorry. In a camo pattern, um, yeah. which I'm just like, how dare anyone do that? Because how would you even be able to tell? But also you kind of ruin the print by gathering it at the waist in the way that you did and making these shorts. Yeah. No one can really tell. I'm pretty sure they were just enamored with it for some reason. Cause right. I think that's an interesting idea, but well, and garment, then they it use it awful. to make like a weird turtleneck for the next look. Okay. Let's go to this, this next look. Cause this is what, I love this because when it came out, Naomi was like, oh, wait, 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 what a minute. Wait a minute. What is this? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm just like, can we? <laughs> this made everyone angry. It set off Nicole. It, make, and it makes me angry. <laughs> I mean, first of all, like, it, okay, so you have like this giant floral. Yeah. So... Okay, that's potentially like a super fun thing. Like you could be like weird Dutch, like weird Dutch still life luxury. Yeah. But then you don't even bother matching up the pattern. 
when you like cut the jumpsuit. Yeah. And the jumpsuit has no waist. It has no like like if you sort of committed to the bit and you were like, I'm gonna make overalls. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna make the like I'm gonna make a pair of like farmers overalls out of this fabric. Mm-hmm. And and really tailor them then you could actually do something that at least was sort of fun streetwearish in its way yeah yeah but this is like i do not understand the the entire idea of this and then why a turtleneck yeah like who wears a turtleneck with a jumpsuit yeah or sequin camo with <laughs> Like, if you're going to do pattern on pattern, which is, like, my bread and butter, <laughs> then, like, pay attention to what the patterns are doing. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's just, it's, I, you know, because I saw this come out and I, and, and I was, I think that's also why I had, like, a ray of hope before we got closer looks on it. And also just, I mean, honestly, if this were... I agree. If this were a really well-made pair of overalls, then it could have saved it a little bit because I think it's really <coughs> hard to go wrong with sparkly fabrics. <laughs> I mm. think even if it's kind of tacky, but what they've done, what they managed to do is do everything wrong with everything that they had. And, and yeah. thinking of even last week with, with Martha, um, Martha was able to fool and dazzle people from far away with a little bit of sparkle. I mean, at least <laughs> she even knew how to do that. And, in, and I don't know what the, what the thinking of pairing these things together was, but I'm just like, wow, you've managed to misuse the shiny stuff. Like, I, mm-hmm. like this is, this is a new level. This is interesting, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was actually ugly. They're actually yeah, it's three three looks that are each each battier than the last. Yeah, he <laughs> brought out the battier. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, that was Troy and Josh. Um, next we have Papi and Bebe. Mm-hmm. And um. B and B. B and B. And um, yeah, I have to say, like this. Uh, I, I was not in love with any of the fabrication of of these three, um, but in in a, in contrast with Troy and, and Josh, I I really at least could look at how these things were put together and how they were constructed. The first piece, mm-hmm. I don't think that fabric wanted to do what they were trying to do, but they made it so well that it it was doing some stuff, and I'm and I'm glad that they took out the shock of blue. Um, and kind of muted yes. the colors. Um, it was just very much, I, you know, I, when, when there was that blue on the back of that jumpsuit in the workroom, I was not here for it. I was like, oh no, that looks, that, that looks like a little bit much. Looks like it's copy and pasted onto there. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, Poppy went back to the fabric store and got more of that brown fabric, they were able to use it throughout this collection in a way that I just was like, it's the only collection, I think, out of everyone's that looked like, it looks singular mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. Um, the second dress, I did, it made me uncomfortable. It was just too stiff. 
but it was still beautiful to look at when she turned to the side. And yeah, the third piece, I just, oh, I love that coat. Loved it. It sold out. Oh, whoops, whoops. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, so I love that coat. Um, See, great. that's the thing. Yeah, I I also looked online immediately and it was sold out. <laughs> I was like, it, you know, Spoiler, that's sorry. like, the, yeah, I mean, like the third, the third uh, look is definitely like the sort of thing that I would wear. Yeah. I'm a sucker for anything that's like a coat dress or a shirt dress and a with like a, a big with a long skirt to it but i think also that even with like the second look the thing that they are both very smart about is that those those are the sorts of outfits that you could wear to a formal occasion and it's sort of stiff and ceremonial so you wouldn't feel like you were schlumpy Mm. But they are not so tight and confining that you would feel um, like you you just couldn't do anything in them. Yeah. Right. Like you yeah. like like that second dress is probably pretty easy to get in and out of. Yeah, and it's something uh, that the more you talk about that, the more I can see someone like Tilda Swinton wearing this. Yeah, and it's the sort of thing where it's like you. Um, it's 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 you no one would deny that it wasn't dressy like it's completely you're definitely dressed up wearing it but it's not like you're it's not like you're in tons of pain dealing with it yeah well okay so they go through and there were and then tim and heidi get up on the runway (laughs) (laughs) and heidi's like well that was that was interesting Come on, Heidi. Like that was that was hilarious to me. <laughs> and 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 to me, this is this is like the the first hints of like I can't be too I can't be too bubbly in front of Naomi. Like <laughs> interesting. Like, like Naomi says, I'm not mean. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, whoa, that was. If I were in the audience, I'd be, you know, I'm like, do I clap? I, yeah. uh, what is, is this good? Can I Thank applaud it? Thank you all it? for coming. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> a lot of question marks. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, speaking of, of, you know, this awkward Heidi moment, I, I've named the next segment where they go and talk, talk to the designers as Heidi's firing squad slash yeah. elimination time. Yep. Man. Um, okay. Let's, let's, get into this so <laughs> i also have to say um okay so heidi does this thing where she goes so based off of the fashion show we've made some decisions but they're not necessarily final a mm-hmm. conversation can change everything <laughs> it's right. like you just kind of don't want to be called in front of this firing squad like they're lined up <laughs> and ready to go but um yeah, so so they Ooh, are you okay? You're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Okay, okay. Um so yeah, like they they uh they call out Johnny and Megan and there's still some tension between the two of them. But and so they call them and then they ask them like let's talk about your collaboration and and um 
and I and I I mean in my notes I wrote I would love to see them collaborate in the future because I I just I thought what they made was pretty nice and the judges generally really liked it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're <laughs> but what I loved is that they're they're good at talking with each other. They have this really nice kind of rapport, this tense rapport. Even though it's tense, it's a nice rapport back and forth because they're really good at presenting themselves and they're really good at talking and they're very professional. So, you know, they, um, they hate each other, but you, you can't really tell. And, Mm -hmm. um, they got really good feedback, but they don't win. They're making Mm -hmm. the cut. (laughs) Um, but anything about this presentation or what the judges had to say? No, I mean, I, I think it's, um, I mean, it's an interesting uh, sort of production choice, right? Because in um, in the other show, there's usually um, it's reserved for really late in the season. Yeah. For um, for the designer to stand up there and to be like, okay, explain to us why you should be the one to go on to to Fashion Week, or explain yeah. to us. Like, like, sell us on who you are. Normally, that doesn't happen until really late in the in the sequence of the show. Right. And here, it's built into every episode. Right. Right. Yeah. That yeah. there's that that there will be somebody who has to give an account of themselves in that way. Yeah. Um. And uh, and and you notice that there isn't a lot of digging on um you know, uh, well, where did things go wrong or who screwed up or, mm-hmm. or any of that? It, it's just much more about like, um, you know, convince us of your right to exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and it's almost like they know, and Heidi makes it clear when you're fighting for your life, it's like convince us to not send you home. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not so clear usually when you're first out. So Johnny and Megan, I think, had the hardest position as being the first one to kind of be presented to the mm-hmm. firing squad, um, which is also probably why there was some tension. Um, but yeah, I I really do because I I love hearing people talk about themselves and explain to me what they think their their process or what their aesthetic mm-hmm. and their their brand is, and that's another thing that I really enjoy about this because everyone has an answer. Like these are people who are used to talking about their work. Um, mm-hmm. So next we have Sabato and Sander, AKA Papi and Bebe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're asked like, yeah, tell us about your collaboration. And what I love about this is that Sabato takes over and, and starts presenting it. And then Sander is looking at something really bright in the corner. There's just like all these shiny things around the room. Sandra is not making any eye contact, only with the mm-hmm. lights, only with the shiny things, just looking around. And I, anyway, just so adorable. Um, yeah. And also, Sandra kind of but, looked like he was ready to sew something. I don't know. But you also really understand how it is that Sabado has a, a successful line. Yes. Because he is, he's such a charmer. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, he does even though he doesn't have sewing skills, he totally has the ability to um, allow you to see what he loves about his clothes. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. to talk you through it. And so it's like, and, and, and I do not think that, um, that Sander has that yet. Hmm. Sander has like tons of ideas and, and is like, I think very used to being like the smartest kid in his class. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I don't think that he has that ability to sort of like, you know, weave magic verbally that Sabato has. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even even you know, he's definitely not on the level of Sabato. Um, but yeah. but Sander, when he does talk about what he's doing, is still surprisingly like describing the the opposites as like. Of course, yeah. he's like you have the old guy and you have the young guy, but also this silence and this noise. Mm-hmm. And I thought his use of the word silence was was there was no shade there. I I think it no. was just very. It, it was a really nice descriptor of Sabato's work. Um, but yeah, no, he's got a little bit of the, you know, um, you know, squirrel, you know, I see, Mm -hmm. I see something and I, I'll wimble on. So anyway, but this was, you know, just really a, a, a nice moment with the judges. It's clear that they're in love with all of their work Mm -hmm. and Naomi makes it clear. She's like, uh, so this is how it should be for Yes. everyone i see your clothes i see what it's about i like it i want to buy them you know as, as opposed to the people we will bring out later like i mm-hmm. like this i you know it's, it, it was just very clear from the get-go um nailed yeah. yes did sabato and sander change any of the judges minds they did not so what does that mean <laughs> that means that they're the winners that they made the cut yeah yeah, so I was so happy when this happened because, of course, I'm like, let's go see that jacket's online. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought this was such a smart move, also, um, because it's you know it's it's very different from anything else um, that they've put on so far. They've got a dress over there, they've got some pants, and now they have a coat that they can sell um, in in the uh, making the cut store. But I I also was just really Please, that the most dramatic, you know, they have the they had their tech pack drama, and there's just room for a lot of resentment. But they all came on the other side of it, even though only yes. one garment was dealt with by their invisible seamstress. Yes, and they're and they're genuinely smoochy and caressy. Yes, in celebration, <laughs> it's very sweet. I love it. Um, next up is Esther and Will. Um, in my notes, I was like, these are clearly on the bottom. I mean, you know, yeah. of course, now we know. We They've already declared the winner. This is just so out of sorts. But this is where they're they're asked to fight for their lives. Like, tell us who you are and why you deserve to be here. Yeah. Um, the only person who really is on the chopping block is Will. They love yeah. Esther. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah. Let Esther go. Um, and Will, you know... Um, this this describes um his style, and he's like, I'm flowy, and I have this aesthetic, and I'm I I bring a lot to the table that a lot of people or other designers my age don't come correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, all right, okay. Um, and so, Nalen, were they able to change any of the judges' minds? No. No, no, they weren't. But but um but uh Naomi does say 
the eye of Sauron is is upon you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote down everything Naomi Campbell said. <laughs> <laughs> she, she goes like we've never had to speak to you before <laughs> it was like uh-oh and she goes i wish uh, this is where i wish we had been. I'm like but we got our eye on you now yes, yes. <laughs> i'm like oh my god chills like yeah. she is she has yeah. i mean be careful always never have your back to naomi campbell exactly um, yeah so so will barely makes the cut Esther, of course, makes it, but but Will makes it also, but barely. Oh, my God. So the last ones that, that are summoned are Troy and Josh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not the last. Um, I think it's last. Yeah, Troy and Josh. Yeah. Woo, Troy and Josh. Um, they asked them to tell them about their collaboration. And Troy starts off with, like, you know, I know Josh and... He's very colorful and flamboyant and flowy and I'm very structured and tailored and I like to empower women. I mean, we know real women who wear everyday clothes. They wear the clothes on the buses and the trains and on the bikes, Mm -hmm. down the roads. They walk, they talk, they eat clothes every day, textiles, clothes. And it was like, "Um, so can we talk to Josh now? (laughs) Can you shut up, Troy? I would love to talk to Josh. And I was like, who? Oh no! <laughs> so, yeah, and then, um, yeah, and she's it's uh, anyway. So, um, we have Josh who goes on and basically is like, yes. Yeah, so, uh, um, so as Troy was saying, he's a genius. Um, Troy, I love Troy. Troy's great. Did I did I say he was a genius? Because he's a genius. He, he mm. knows everything. He makes the patterns. He can make patterns. Troy. Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's that's sort of sort of how things went. And um, it was clear that everyone was kind of angry <laughs> about how ugly yeah. their clothes were <laughs> and explaining. They, they asked him about, you know, the, the patterns. And I think Josh is the one who said, we didn't want anything to match. And Naomi's like, you didn't want anything to match. What are you talking about? And right. Going from. The, some women some women like to wear an explosion. Can I just yeah, it's like, okay, all right, yeah, fine. But look who you're talking to. We go we go we we have Esther and Will. You know, they're mad at them for being matchy matchy. We brought out um Nina Garcia's words here. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then we go to the opposite spectrum of matchy matchy, which is just clashy clashy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kinda like, okay, I have to point out, did can did we clock what Naomi Campbell was wearing? So <laughs> Naomi Campbell talk about matchy matchy, but she's not matchy matchy. I guess you know because I'm, I'm just like what is what is the level of matchy matchy that we're talking about? She's wearing a sparkly turquoise cutout top that's off the shoulder with turquoise track pants, and so she's mm-hmm. like she's on the cusp of matchy matchy and clashy clashy. And so I'm, I'm just like, I'm just learning from what, it, what, what she's actually wearing. Cause I'm just like, whoa, this is, this is kind of a lot in, in talking about this anti-explosion of, of, of patterns. But um, yeah, they, they just, they were all surprised that they really loved what they made. And um, uh, Nicole, oh my God, Nicole um, brings out how much she also loves patterns and that this is just ugly. And I, I think all of them were just, no, this is just absolutely bad. 
Um, it's yeah. So I know no one would wear any of this, and and it's, right. it's kind of like this is sort of the kiss of death when no one on the panel is like, I wouldn't wear it, I wouldn't buy it, I don't like it. It's not going to yeah. sell. And and basically, what happens is that Josh is, um, it. Uh, I mean, it it seems clear that Josh is at the point of like, this is about a different skill set than I have. I really shouldn't be here. Yeah. Okay. This explains it because I was so confused by this. Essentially, Josh throws himself onto the coals of, you know, Heidi's torture chamber and just goes, right. so, you know, um, actually, because someone asked, I think Heidi is like, do you want to be here? And Josh is like, you know what? No, I think it's time for me to go. And then Heidi trying to twist and I, you know, like, you're not, you're not going to dance for me. You're not going right. to do the, the save yourself dance. And Josh is like, uh, no, ma'am, you know, perhaps I'm not yeah. supposed to be here anymore. Troy's a genius, so I think he should stay because he's a genius. <laughs> um, and yeah. and that's essentially what happens is that they, you know, they they let Josh go, but not before they make Troy do a little bit of a dance. Um, right. But essentially, like tro like Josh leaves. I don't know what you thought about this. Um, in his goodbye, talking head, he said he's like I. I don't belong here, but I really hope they give Troy a shot. Yeah. It felt like he knew. Well, I mean, this is exactly the same thing that was going on with Martha. And maybe this is the, the, the sort of confusion in the brief of the show, right? Yeah. When they're talking about a brand, both if from that definition, like both Martha and Josh are people who could genuinely be said to have a brand and to represent a brand. But this is a competition that is asking them to perform the functions of a fashion designer, yeah. of, a, of someone who makes clothes. Mm -hmm. And neither one of them really do that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that he is quite right to go like, okay, well, if you wanted somebody, if this was about measuring like a, a brand rep, mm -hmm. right. Or like, or somebody who was a stylist or was a brand ambassador, then I could do that all day long. That's what my business is. Right. Right. But, but I am not somebody like the prospect of having to face week after week of not really being able to sew or cut patterns or do like, like to do the stuff that everybody else in the room is kind of doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this make this makes a lot more sense to me. I don't know why I just kind of assumed that there were, that he did have some construction skills because he was like, Oh, you know, I've been an assistant and this is just like assisting and I'm very, um, you know, you kind of have to humble yourself and, yeah, you know, just very sweet about it, but, but it, that, it but seemed that, like there was some background in right. But that might be like okay, pin this together, like cut, like, like here's how you cut on the bias. Here's right. like the you know here here's the basic stuff, 
in terms of getting things ready for someone else to sew. But that's very different than than actually like designing something. I mean, if you when you're looking at like the 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 clothes from this other line, it's like coming up with something to to put on a oversized T-shirt is not designing a garment. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree because and, and there's there's something that 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 Heidi says. So Josh is like he just takes himself out and Naomi, I'm sorry, Heidi, whoops, is like I we can't want this more than you. Mm-hmm. But I think what was more accurate um is what you yeah, after after you know getting clarity on on his um on what he actually does, they felt the relief cuz he he doesn't yeah. hug anyone, he doesn't really say goodbye to anyone except for Troy. Mm-hmm. And then he leaps up the stairs and disappears just kind yeah of just treeps traipses on his way out and they all know it's like yeah I, f- I think he feels this relief of not having to be here um because well, yeah it's and, just a tremendous and, amount of, of of pressure if you're and, if you're cont- like always underqualified and, and knowing right. that you are and also probably a fair amount of shame at potentially having fucked up something for someone that he genuinely thinks is talented and yes. and a good person yeah. who he clearly likes. Yes. And and the idea that the pat you know the idea that the fabrics that he chose and that his like that his in his piece of it he might have endangered things for Troy probably it was I would have found it mortifying. Like if I was in that position, yeah, I would get out of there super fast mm. because it would be like, what a what a shameful thing to be the person to have really screwed it up for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it ends up that Heidi is very, very honest with with Troy and says, you both based off of our decisions that we've that we made based off of that runway, like we were we're both we want to send you home so convince us that you deserve to be here and we leave it on that that question that Heidi has been asking which is just bone chilling have you changed has Troy changed any of your minds Mm -hmm. Um, and then dun 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 to be continued and 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 we end we end there so um so yeah so so we'll leave it here with we've lost Josh who has sacrifice himself essentially mm-hmm. um and we we see if troy lives to fight another day mm-hmm. <laughs> in the next episode all right so we've come to the end of episode three yes nayland can you remind our listeners how they can find you and if you want to share anything with them uh sure you can find me on um on instagram um at uh, Nalen W. Blake. You can find me on Twitter at Nalen Blake. Um, you, uh, if you encounter me on either of those platforms and you are an owner of a Nintendo Switch and you are playing um, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, drop me a note and I would be, I would happily exchange friend codes with you. Um, I will say that most of the, the, the balm to my, um, to my, uh, confinement, 
at the present moment has been playing that game and it's uh it it is a a game that allows you to like custom design um your own outfits or at least to customize your own outfit outfits and your own interior so i've been playing a lot of dress up (laughs) on on my island um and uh so i'm i'm always happy to have visitors oh man i love Uh, that yeah it is it is a uh a uniquely um modest uh world to inhabit oh that's so so fun yeah you know and i've talked to someone else uh who's playing that game i'm just like should i get myself a nintendo switch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because we're going to be inside for a long time and it's just like so so here's decisions. the thing here's the thing Ernest. Her- yes yes um for you you uh, you would have to remind yourself that that winning is basically continuing in this game. Like there is not there is not a win state. Although there although you could um or you, you could say that you win by getting everything exactly the way that you want it. So you could get like your house to look exactly the way you want it. You could get the rest of the island to look the way you want it. You could um have clothes that you that are you know are fun for you to wear and Wait, is, is this like that. is this is the game to tidy to tidy up <laughs> well there are it is there are a lot of chores <laughs> um but there isn't a uh there it's not like um you have a rival whose whose island is um potentially tidier than yours that you have to like there is i don't get points for doing better than everyone else this is this is what i'm warning you about Ernest. that that it's like that's the thing (laughs) there Uh. is it so so (laughs) yes with this type of game you could make it so that you make yourself completely stressed and want to have like more money than anybody else that's possible um but uh but it's not the it's not the suggested way of playing the game i'll put it that way okay this is might be Oh, it's so funny. My brain is broken. I, I, I think it. I think that is good. It would be a good thing for me to play a game with no points. Yes, exactly. And no eliminations or right. a way to evaluate who's better. Right. right. <laughs> no winners. Okay. All right. No wonder people love this. I feel like everyone just feels really happy when they talk about it. And especially, it's... I'm just curious about these tarantulas. And I think that's, <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I'm like, I've just heard about, so many people refer to the tarantulas. And I just want to know what, mm-hmm. what is going on in there. So. <laughs> we can, we can talk about that. I, I'm right. happy to, I'm happy to talk more about it. Okay. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> thank, Internet, thank you where for can warning people me. find you? So yes. And you can find me on the social mediums. Uh, at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E. Um, I'm not as much on social mediums right now. I'm I'm mostly working 
in, in my apartment and making new work, but also I'll share with you guys. I'm reading the Watchmen. It's really great. And so far, the only thing I post on Instagram on my personal account are the chapters that I've gone through. I guess that's me winning. I'm like, look at me. I'm on chapter nine of mm-hmm. the Watchmen. Anyway, so I'm reading that. Um, if you're also reading that, we'll love to hear about it, what your thoughts are. Um, and also on my website, ErnestDavis.com. And of course, join us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the workroom and on Instagram. We also have um, a new Patreon account and just so thank you so much to our new patrons there. Um, essentially, um, you can join at a $5 level for the month and cut it off there. And it's just going to hosting um, costs um, for, um, for the podcast. And especially since, um, yeah, this is just a, an ongoing living, breathing thing, especially with the um, the introduction of this juggernaut that is making the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thank you all so much for, for listening and please take care of yourselves and of one another. Mm-hmm. Keep checking in and honestly, just it's just been so wonderful um, kind of cyber meeting everyone as well. So keep writing in and keep posting and keep sharing your thoughts as we go through all of this um, apart but together. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, thinking about all of you yeah. and, um, yes, and keep, please keep yourself and, and, um, and everyone else safe. Yes. Yes. All right. So until next time, we will both say goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Bye.